Yo, yo, welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Banksy, who aspires to get to 50 shows like Angus McClellan got to 50 caps. Milestones for the legend Gus McClellan, the model of consistency, and congrats on being the first man to 50 caps in Major League Rugby. Yeah, it's not just the Warriors, it's the whole league, which is pretty cool, so congrats to him. We are live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Subscribe to the podcast version if you want on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Send in questions and comments if you have them. Loaded show tonight. Paul Lasique is back with the Warriors, baby. He's going to be here soon enough. We will talk about it and talk to Paul from England coming up. We'll recap the Austin game. 0-3, work to be done here. We'll recap week three in Major League Rugby, preview week four, which is a bye week for the Warriors, but we'll still tell you what's coming up around the league. And Lance Williams will join the program, the always entertaining Hawaiian flanker. So let's get to the big news. Yesterday morning, it was announced. Tremendous video by the Utah Warriors video production team led by Billy Rathule, who produces this show as well, about Paul Asike, Warrior number one, coming back. What's your reaction to this, Banksy? This is big-time news. I mean, who says you can't go home, right, for a guy that's done so much for the sport, uh, not just here locally in Utah, but to raise the profile of American rugby globally. He was warrior number one, is warrior number one, and uh, he'll come home and and close out, hopefully, a very successful chapter here. I mean, if I'm opposing midfields, I don't want to look across the center line and see that guy stacked up in the 12 or 13 gap. It's simply put like that. He provides some real juice to the center position. Now, Utah already has Tyler Fish and Calvin Whiting. I, it's going to be fun because now you have some depth. And Tomasi Tonga had a nice performance. Uh, he's probably earned some more time off the bench, right? At some point, perhaps starting. We'll see. So that position now is interesting. So Paul, of course, if you don't remember, all good, we got you. Played the first year of Major League Rugby with Utah Warriors. Signed a multi-year deal. He was too good, Banksy. Harlequins were like, dude, get over here. So he goes to England, uh, and we'll talk to Paul here in just a second, a conversation I had earlier today. He's back, and he mentioned in the video that he always felt like he wanted to come home at some point. He's from New Zealand, went to school at BYU. He's lived here. He's got a ton of friends and family here. This is a natural, awesome move. I didn't know when we'd see this, but I'm happy that it's this season because guess what? I think this team needs him. I mean, you talk about when you need that emotional and athletic boost. A guy like Paul Lasique is it. He's absolutely devastating with the ball in his hand. And when he's healthy, can be a wrecking ball for opposing defenses. So he is that classic, just monster center. Think Ma'anonu in his prime. Think Manu Tuilangi. These guys that are just a problem for opposing defenses. He brings that kind of ferocity and game-changing ability back to the Utah Warriors. 5'11", 250. I don't know if that 250 is up to date. Who knows? But he is a bruiser, man. Uh, He'll be here in the next couple of weeks, which is very exciting. He's been with the London Scotch on loan, uh, Harlequins, uh, coming off an Achilles injury a while back. Uh, But, man, he had a cup of coffee in the NFL, He's he's got connections, obviously, with a bunch of guys on the team, which we'll talk about in a second. But man, it's going to be fun to have depth at that position. And th- this team at zero and three, I think this was an announcement that may help them in this bye week and next week. That it's like, okay, reinforcements are coming. I think this team's good enough, Banksy, to rebound from this. 
but certainly they're in a little bit of a hole where this was a welcome piece of news. Well, you're looking at a team now, really, that if we're talking about a playoff picture is going to have to go 10 and five through the rest of the year. So success has got to start and it's got to start happening quickly. And I know inside the locker room and inside the walls of our Warriors organization, things are still very positive. We've seen some great moments of rugby. And so adding a piece like this at, at a moment when it felt like it would be really easy to kick a team while they were down, you know, in, in a hole with three losses to start the season. But this was always going to be a tough start to the season. And it's always going to be for the Utah Warriors because of our geographic situation and the way the league schedules these games. We're not going to get these early home games. We're always going to start on the road because of the possibility of snow and playing in bad weather here in Utah. So it's something that the team and players coming here are going to have to get used to and plan for and know that if you can weather that storm, steal a couple of points early, which we've done in some of these close games, you know, you still put yourself in a position to be really successful down the stretch and adding a player of the magnitude, the physical and metaphorical magnitude of Paul Lasique has got to be a win inside the locker room for Dub Nation. We can't wait for him to get there uh, to Utah from England and uh, return. It's a homecoming. It really is. It's going to be great to have Paul here. Okay, earlier this afternoon from England, due to the, uh, you know, the difference in time of seven hours, uh, I talked to Paul about his return to the Utah Warriors. All right, Paul, welcome back to the Warriors, man. We're so excited to have you. No, yeah, thanks, man. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, ex- it's exciting times ahead. It's going to be great. People are familiar with you if they followed your career. If they don't, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy from BYU who played football, who played with what – it, it just feels like a homecoming. How did it feel for you in this decision? Yeah, no, it was, it was an easy decision. Um, it is a little bit bittersweet that I'm finishing up my contract earlier over here, but um, it was an easy decision, you know, uh, um, especially since since our family circumstance, you know, with my wife being pregnant and stuff. So, And then, you know, I've always known that I wanted to finish up here and, and, and come back full circle back to the Warriors. So it does sort of feel like a homecoming, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back and, See, there's a lot of familiar faces and uh, that I'll be, be able to link back up with. So, yeah, it's happy days ahead. The beard's looking good, by the way. Yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's getting a bit shaggy, eh? So, uh, yeah, I've always had sort of something there, but it's just I've been sort of growing it out over the last few months. That post-BYU beard of like seven years is, is <laughs> really out there, man. It's, yeah, it's it was I, yeah, it was longer than – I trimmed this the other week, so it was actually longer. That's than trimmed? Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Okay, so you know, at, at what point are you thinking? Okay, at some point, you know, in this in this awesome journey you've had the last four years in England, playing at one of the highest levels of rugby, right? For Harlequins, everybody knows Harlequins. Yeah, and and playing in a World Cup. Are you thinking? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to go back to Utah at some point because you mentioned that in the in the awesome video that Billy Rathule, uh, who produced yeah. the show, he put together. Yeah, no, it was um. Yeah, I remember. So I was there the first year, 2018, um, year one with the MLR. And then uh, when this opportunity, I had signed for multiple years that first year. So I was supposed to be there, you know, the whole time. But then the opportunity to come to England uh, popped up uh, and I was playing with USA Rugby as well at the same time. And so um, me and me and Kimball were really close. You know, we've been working together since BYU. So uh, we've always kept in touch. And so when the opportunity to come over here uh, arose, I sort of had to try and um, 
you know, uh, work around things and jump through a couple of loopholes to try and get over here in the first place. It was all last minute. And so, um, yeah, Kimball kind of grounded that. And, and my chat with him was always, um, yeah, I'll probably just go over for a couple of seasons and then I'll come back. You know, we just sort of want to experience it. You know, um, it's an awesome opportunity to, 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 to take advantage of. And so, uh, yeah, I kept in touch with Kimball. And then when my first contract here expired after the two years, um, I was planning on coming back. So this would have been, uh, yeah, 2020. Uh, but then, yeah, the, the, the opportunity to extend out here came up and I sort of, uh, and the whole time, you know, me and Kimball had been talking, you know, and, you know, oh, hey, Kimball, another opportunity uh, has come up to stay out here. You know, we want to kind of take advantage of that. Um, but, yeah, we knew that that would be the last one. So four years total over here. And then, um, yeah, did the World Cup in between and, and uh, yeah, the time is the time's just right to come to, to head back over there. So um, yeah, it's been this long. It's been this sort of uh, journey of of planned out. It sounds like yeah, yeah. cool. And yeah. and let's rewind back to it. you and I first meet in '09. You're a yeah. freshman at BYU. I'm like, yeah, I was this about that. Really good. <laughs> I remember even flying to the uh, you know national semifinals in the Bay Area. And yeah. I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life, Paul. And I want to apologize. I've never apologized to you for this. I actually get on the plane and sit between you and Mikey Sua. <laughs> now, now, why did I sit between you guys? That, I was such a burden to you. You could have had a little more leg space. I, I have no idea, seat. man. I was just like, I want to sit with these guys. These guys are cool. No, that was a mistake. I want to apologize to you. Oh, my you know what? It was probably David Smith, the head rugby coach uh, back at BYU, that probably did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I will pay you to sit between." No, yeah, yeah that was yeah. I you know what? I should be I should be apologizing to you, man. Holy heck! <laughs> <laughs> that ended up being a very fun trip. You win the national yeah. championship. Yeah, you go on your mission to Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah, I went, yeah. Holy heck! Yeah, that was pre-mission days, two thousand and nine. Yeah. My first season at BYU, that was pre-mission. So I would have been 18. I would have had hair as well. Um, <laughs> young buck. But, yeah, then I went on a mission to Alabama for two years. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was an awesome experience out there with the people down there. I still keep in contact with a lot of people that, are, you know, I served my mission with and uh, the families down there. But, yeah, it took a two-year stint off to um, serve a mission and then came back in 2012. Uh, to BYU and sort of just sort of picked off, uh, picked up where I left off, you know? Um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun ride. I think, I think back to that whole 2009 to 2014, sort of my BYU slash mission days. And yeah, those were all really fun memories. I can look back and just smile. I, I loved it. Was it four national titles at BYU? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, uh, well? Yeah, yeah, 2009 and then 12, 13, 14. Yeah. And what we don't realize at the time, Paul, is that the groundwork obviously had been laid for a league like MLR and Pro Rugby had, had its, you know, there have been one year pop ups. Yeah. Here we are, Paul, in year five of Major League Rugby. It, it has lasted, it is here to stay. Yeah. Um, what's the conversation been like with some of your? Uh, you know, guys with Harlequins and in the permission yeah. about like kind of what's going on in the U.S. with rugby. Yeah, nah, it's um when I very the very first the very first day the very first week I got here, people were all curious about it. So this was four years ago, 2018. Um, and uh, yeah, it, even even tonight talking with some of the boys, I'm, I'm on loan to a different club. Uh, 
it's a massive exciting thing that's 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 popping up in the rugby community worldwide you know so um it's really exciting yeah like uh and it, yeah it's all propped to like you know the people like kimball like you know the the uh, the guys that paved the way and made it happen basically made it reality um but yeah 2018 when i was there um yeah it was we were training at all sorts of times all sorts of hours of the day training at different locations um it was it was uh you know you could tell it was its first year basically <laughs> uh, and so when i went out there a few weeks ago um and visited uh you know zion's bank stadium everything's in one spot now um you know the organization is just it's just much more organized you know and coming into year five and so it's an exciting thing and i think it's yeah it's just going to continue to grow and and the competition is going to continue to get better um but yeah like i said it's it's at least over here in england everyone's talking about it you know my old captain chris robshaw um ex-england captain as well coming over so yeah, it's an exciting thing. People want to just experience America as well, if anything. So I think it's massive for the sport over there. It's been awesome to see. And I know the league has said, hey, we, you know, they want to pan after Major League Soccer, sustainable growth. Yeah. To be honest, MLS to some degree has been like a hospice for great players to come over when they're older. Yeah, I think we're, you know, and, and for Chris, right, uh, kind of probably twilight of his career coming over. It's just fun to see these guys here, and I think as this evolves, it'll get even better, which is exciting. So, yeah. you're, you, you've been with what London Scottish? Is that yeah, yeah, I've been on loan with London Scottish, so that's my first sort of game time in in eight and a half months. Um, yeah, I'm obviously I'm coming off injury, so I've just played two games since my Achilles injury. I did my Achilles in in May last year, um, and so I'm just yeah I'm trying to get back fit again and get you know get get a uh, game shape again so that uh when I return back to Utah, I'll be good to go. So just getting minutes under these old legs. Eh? So, yeah. 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 Hey, you're not old, but you're not getting <laughs> younger, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you got to start, you got to start adjusting your style of playing, man, as you get older and you got to like, uh, you got to, you got to create different tools, you know, as you, as you get older, especially my style of play. And I've, I've talked with it with some other people as well. I was just like, my style of play has always been re uh, really physical, like crash ball running and, and um, you know, just hitting up. And so uh, it's been cool to, like, try and learn and utilize different tools, passing, kicking. And that's what I'm trying to do over here. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can make use of that when, when, in Utah as well. And that's the that, – from what I hear and from what I see, that's the style of uh, brand of rugby they're trying to play as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can add to that. I'm extremely excited to see you play with Mikey Tail in particular. Yep. Just MLR yeah. Player of the Year, a guy that's so interesting in terms of his style of play. You you look at him and you cannot imagine the speed he's going to bring you. <laughs> like, like he is so fast and quick, it's incredible. And Mikey always brings it. Um, it's going to be fun. What what has the team told you? What do you in terms of relationships? Obviously, Sean Davies is an old teammate from BYU who's an assistant coach. Yeah. And Calvin Whiting's a BYU guy who I think you played with maybe when he was young and you were – maybe you're too old. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a bit under me, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So there's a couple old teammates, but like yeah, – and you played USA with some of the other uh, – some of the guys. So there are some connections, right? With yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Mullen played with him at USA. Um, played with uh, – Mika Crusade. Uh, Angus. Angus. Sorry, who did you say? Mika Crusade, maybe? 
No, he was a young buck. So he was also at um uh, my first year. He was in Colorado with the Raptors. Uh, but he's an exciting player. I've been watching him, him and Mikey tear it up in the in the, in the back line. Um, but yeah, there's there's a handful of boys, you know. And then you got the likes of Saya and Oli. I've, I feel like I've played with a ton of them, you know, uh, Lance. And so uh, yeah, um, it'll be nice to link back up with him again. And uh, and yeah, just just kick it off again. So and have a blast. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, to play. We saw some highlights there uh, with Harlequins. Are you used to playing in the rain in England? Yeah, you get used to it. Um, holy heck, my England's weather is uh, one of a kind, eh? So uh, I try and explain, like, the difference in winters. Like, Utah gets way colder than here. But uh, here it's just a damp, dark, wet um, environment during the winter. So, um, yeah, you just learn to – it's just it's, – you just learn to live with it, eh? So – um yeah listen you grew up in new zealand of course Rugby's part of your blood it's a different flavor of rugby in england um yeah. what what have you sort of learned about rugby the past four years being in the uh premiership um yeah so england's rugby is really physical man uh yeah i mean everywhere's physical but yeah it's just uh it's been awesome to like learn you know because i was relatively like the, in 2018, that was my first professional rugby. So I started like, and when, when we're talking about in the sport of rugby, I started really at a late age, 27, 28. And so I was able to go, come, come over here and um, and sort of like learn from guys that have been playing, you know, the likes of like Chris Robshaw, you think of Danny Kerr, guys that are the old heads that have just been in the sport for ages and, and to play around and be in this environment. It's like, it's just up my game, you know, my IQ of rugby. So... Um, and it's hard not to when you're when you're training with these guys at such a high level. It's hard not to just you know get stuck into the the rugby culture here. So um, no, it's been awesome for my career to learn and grow and and try and expand that. And yeah, like I said, hopefully I can uh, impart on that on uh, the the boys at Utah and not only them but the younger generation to help grow the sport and whatnot. Did you? Uh, I know Niall Saunders kind of set out last year in Hawaii. Yeah. Been at Harlequins. Did you have a connection with him at all? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was here the first two years I was here. For um, that guy is fit, man. Holy heck! When I think of Nile, I just think of my man is so fast and so fit. <laughs> he's like he's smashing all of the conditioning tests. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's an exciting player, man. I'm excited to play link link back up with him. He set the Bronco record or something we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 um yeah at Harlequins. I know the second preseason there. Um, he had the club record. Um, wow. I don't know if it's been. Oh yeah, I don't. I think it still stands because we have we haven't been doing it the last few seasons. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they just got rid of it, which I was happy. I was happy. I was like, okay, Nile breaks it. They're done. Yeah, <laughs> he got like a, he got a sub four thirty Bronco, which is Jeez. if you get under five minutes, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, so you're thinking he's yeah. I'm I'm curious to talk to him about the altitude there though. So um, how that's affecting him if, if it if it does or not. So yeah, three so far it's been three road games. Obviously the team's zero and three, trying to find some answers. Three tough yep. games, but yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, and and you know you'll you'll be with the Warriors here soon. Obviously some Six Nations and subbing and Harlequin. You know there's there's yep. a little bit of time here, but man, uh, blatant you know. Uh, called action here. Get your tickets to watch Paul CK play. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, I've seen that. We have a couple home games, don't we? 
coming to the end of March. So well, here's the thing: you play three games on the road to start. You play eight of the last thirteen at home. So it's going to be a yeah, lot of Zion's yeah. Bank Stadium, which would be good. Yeah, I came to one game last season, the LA game, um, uh, and that was massive. It was so hot. It was the I think it was the last regular season one. It was before yes. they they played them in the uh, the playoffs, but. That was such an awesome atmosphere. Like that, when I went to that, I, I ended up helping out running out the flag as well. Um, but like when I was there, the atmosphere was just so exciting. I was like, wow. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can have a few more games like that. Oh, man. Count on yeah. it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, first home game coming up, not this week. It's a bye week, but the next week. Uh, yeah. Dallas, the newest team in the league, which would be great. Yeah. Um, what, what's your message to Warrior Nation, uh, Dub Nation, as as you return to Utah here soon? Yeah. No. It's just um. Yeah. Just to say, it's really good to be back, and uh, I'm excited. And thank you all for the support. Uh, yeah. I've re- you know received uh, mess- kind messages and welcome backs and things like that. So thank yous for that. Um, but yeah, just uh, mate, be ready to rock and roll at home. You know, at Zion's Bank Stadium, we're uh, we're we're excited. So yeah. Well, best Thanks of luck with everything. I know you're coming off the Achilles, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, safe travels. And I know the logistics of having a young family and packing up and moving countries yeah. is be fun, but we can't yeah. wait to see you, man. No, nah, cheers, Jerem. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's Paul Asike on Dub Nation. Pretty, pretty awesome um, to have him back with Dub Nation, obviously coming off the Achilles, but tons of connections with guys who have been on the team for five years. We'll talk to one of those coming up in Lance Williams. Uh, but he's a welcome addition, no doubt about it. Let's unmute you, bro. With his... There we go. <laughs> so many great layers to his game and to, to what he brings to the team as well with the leadership and the experience that he has. It's going to be super exciting to see him run out under the lights at Zions Bank Stadium. So, Dub Nation, be ready. Let's welcome the kid home, you know, and uh, make sure you're in the stands when it happens, all right? You don't want to miss a minute of action. So get your season tickets. They are available now. If you purchase them uh, online at warriorsrugby.com, you can get them for as low as $52 a game. Tickets are available right now, as well as flex packages. Maybe you can't make them all. You don't want to buy the whole season. You can pick and choose your games with custom packages available, warriorsrugby.com, or call 801-477-7652. Now, Holly Wagner weighs in on Facebook, says... Paul helped us clean up from a massive tornado in Alabama, hauling tree trunks like they were light as paper. That is something Paul would do. Just casually throwing around logs. That's the Kiwi way, though. I mean, that's that's the way guys get strong, you know, clearing brush and, uh, you know, sheep paddocks and just working hard. You know, it's it's just the way that it's a simple life. And it's just the way that that they were brought up in New Zealand, and so it's it's great to see that that still exists. And uh, I love the uh, the the Kiwi way still sticking with him with the yeah nah before every answer. You know that's <laughs> it's so Kiwi, and it, it's great to see from Paul. And I can't wait to have him back here at home. Is that a yes or no? I couldn't tell. All right, <laughs> let's recap the Austin uh, the Austin game. Utah lose twenty four ten. Oh and three starts of the season, first time in the five year history of Utah Warriors rugby. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, first 30 minutes scoreless, but let's rewind back to the 18th minute. Now Saunders, great play in the Austin tries on to prevent a score. This was awesome. You know, the drive was there and it was on, and he just found himself in the right place, kind of lurking behind the ruck where a good nine should be, kind of filling that gap on defense and was able to hold the ball up. 
Look how quick he is. He just gets over there and gets under. He, his instincts are so good, like Paul talks about. Okay, 31st minute. Finally, the number one offense in the league scores. Uh, makes it 7-0. Great response a minute later by Caleb McAnee darting inside the 22. Unfortunately, no points. But McAnee, and Ashley said this on the radio broadcast, he's almost too fast, almost too quick, to where the teammate team couldn't keep up with him to give him some support. You know, and that happens a lot, especially when you're diving in that 9-10 gap and you make those breaks the way he did. You've got to think about where your support is in those situations. And lots of times, quick players will actually make an incredible break and an incredible solo effort, but you end up running away from your support and putting yourself in a bad position if and when you get caught. So it was a great individual effort. And if he had cut left, or excuse me, if he'd cut right instead of left in that situation... I think he would have been in a little friendlier place to have some support run to him. But, you know, that's that's easy to say from the sidelines when you're there and, you know, 250 pound giants are stomping down behind you. It's uh, it's fight or flight. And thankfully, Caleb's got a lot of flight in him. So halftime, it's seven nothing. Feeling pretty good. Could have very well been 21 nothing. There was another try that could have been uh, there for Austin. It's only seven nothing. Five minutes in, Niall Saunders dashes to the five-meter line. Again, so quick and fast. Paul talked about that. Unfortunately, it's turned over. But again, we saw some sparks of life that hopefully will result in tries in the next couple weeks. You know, we saw these flashes of how good the Warriors can be. And this year, I kind of wrote this down earlier. You know, last year we saw so many great moments in the 80th minute from the Utah Warriors, and they were great in the dying moments. 80-minute magic, it's what the Warriors were known for. Unfortunately, this year, you've got to have magic for all 80 minutes to stay in contention. You can't just be there at the end. And so the Warriors really have to start linking up and making some things happen in that first phase of play, you know, through like the first 20 minutes, starting to put some points on the board and capitalizing on these opportunities. And most of that, comes from minimizing our own mistakes. You know, just to be down 7-0 at the half with what's been the number one offense in the league through the first three games, impressive, right? To to be able to hold them to that and to be in those positions to score. But we can't almost get there. It's like kicking field goals in football instead of taking, uh, getting touchdowns. It's going to come back and bite you in the long run. And we've been on the short end of the stick now three weeks in a row. And it's six points in three first halves. Uh, That's a real issue. Um, Okay, in the 47th minute, Caleb McAdee makes a penalty kick uh, to get three points on the board. But uh, Mark O'Keefe, Domikina, Mark O'Keefe, three tries uh, in 10 minutes uh, as this scrum is won by Utah. And, and Utah got better in the scrum. It was rough at times, but McAdee puts Utah on the board here. Those three tries were tough. It's 24-3 at this point, 11 minutes left. Bench is emptied, and and here was perhaps the brightest note of the whole game. Tomasi Tonga, who's a Utah Slacks guy, Harriman kid, pathway kid here, gets in, and he cannot be tackled by one single man. Like, it is three dudes, third contact plus. He scores the one try of the game and is the man of the match. He was fantastic. You know, it's great to see from the young kid getting his first cap for the Utah Warriors. And this isn't anything new for Masi. He did this all the way through high school. He played at the club level this way. We saw him do it for the selects here in in Utah in the select season. So to see that size, that physicality, similar to another player we just talked to in his prime coming back, who may be able to mentor the young man in honing his craft, you know, I think the future looks really good for Tomasi Tonga in the red and black. 
the center position is nice now, right? You got some some youth. Tomasi should play more after that. It like he earned more minutes. Absolutely. Okay, a couple of game notes on this one. Final score 24-10, as we mentioned. Utah loses. First zero three start to a season. It was tough. All three teams at the top of the West. You'll see that in a minute. Ten points uh, in a game ties fewest in team history. The six first half points we talked about, that's tough. Um, some interesting and or good news. 50th cap for Angus McClellan, we mentioned first in MLR history. The first cap for Tongas we talked about, but also Emerson Pryor and Connor Burns as well. You know, it's great to see th- those two guys get some minutes. They're going to have to be a factor as we go down the stretch here. You know, you never know how these seasons are going to play out with injuries. We saw it affect Cliven Lobser last season, you know, and this season already some knocks and bumps and some guys that are needing to step up probably before they're really ready in a system. So, uh, you know, with Connor and uh, um, Emerson both getting those those start those minutes, I shouldn't say starts, but getting those caps, you know, it's a really good look for how deep a team that this Utah Warriors team can be when we start playing at our best. And it's a bye week this week, but the next week we're coming home, baby. Finally, and if you want to make sure that you're in the seats – For the home opener for these Utah Warriors, I can't believe it's taken us all the way to week five of the season to get here. Join us Saturday, March 5th, Zions Bank Stadium in Harriman for a doubleheader of awesome rugby as the Warriors home opener kicks off uh, against Dallas and then BYU hosting Utah. So you can get tickets to watch both starting at just $13, okay? Make sure we stack the stands and get these boys back on track. It's the best home field advantage in Major League Rugby. We have the best fans in Dub Nation. So make sure you're ready and get your tickets for that home opener. What's So what's my thing that you always make fun of with me and BYU and, and rugby and Utah Warriors? Well, my guess is you're going to shout out somebody that was your roommate at some point. That's right? exactly right. BYU's head coach is Steve St. Pierre, my old roommate. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There it is. Let's it go. Really matter. Look, we made it. We made it 30 minutes into the show before you dropped that in there. I feel like that's a record for us. Over under was 17 and a half minutes. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Week three recap. Okay. New England takes down DC 41 25 and the battle for America's cut. That's not the name. I, I think they knew seven tries from the fighting Chowdas, uh, including two from Mitch Wilson, Bailey's brother. There you go. Uh, Toronto. A, a one-point win in the gold mine against NOLA. Sam Malcolm kicked 14 points. Houston beats Dallas. This was super dramatic. Came down to the wire. Rugby New York beats ATL by four. By the way, Rooney has won all four regular CD season meetings with ATL. ATL won the Eastern Conference Finals, though, last year. And the game of the week probably was Seattle-San Diego, 31-28. Your boy Rickard Hatting and uh, Tavite Lopetti both had a pair of tries. You know, some incredible performances all the way around. And if you're a fan of rugby at any level, you were a fan of every single game that was played this week. Uh, You know, some surprises, some not so big surprises, but a lot of really close matches and some really tense rugby. It was fun to watch. Great stuff. The league's fun. It's really fun. And there's not a ton of just blowouts that you're like, this is boring. Okay, standings. Uh, Not everybody's played three, but let's take a look at the West. Gilgronis with 15 points. They look really good right now. Obviously, we saw this on Saturday. Seattle uh, with 13. San Diego with 12. Then Houston, probably the surprise with 10. Giltinis have played the two, lost to Houston. They have five points. Utah sitting in six with three points. Dallas with two. Dallas coming to play Utah next week. What do you think of the West so far? 
a, a little surprised. I know, obviously, uh, L.A. with the game in hand still has a lot of points on board there to show uh, as they come out of their bye week. So things, I think, are really still up for grabs with so much rugby and so much rugby within the conference still to be played. There's going to be a lot of dramatic shifts near the top of that table. And I could see probably four, maybe five teams in contention come playoff time for those three spots. Ooh, okay. So Dallas, first year, we'll see what they bring to the table. Maybe they're in the mix, maybe not. Who's the team that's out is the question. We hope it's not the Warriors, but the Warriors are in a hole right now, Banksy, where, like you mentioned, they probably need to go 10-5 and five and get a bunch of bonus points in the back, uh, back stretch of the season here. You know, I think the cultural turnaround from Houston has been really good. It'll be interesting to see if they can maintain what they've been able to do. I think that's probably the biggest question mark for me. Um, they had a terrible season last year, but a complete overhaul of that almost entire program there. And it's been really great with some other faces in there. Um, so that turnaround has been fun to watch, but can they maintain that form? You know, for the Utah Warriors, I feel like this team's going to hit its stride. I don't think it's a stretch for anyone to say that 10 wins out of the remaining schedule is outside the realm of possibility if they play up to their potential, you know, and that's always a dangerous word to throw around potential because it really gets your hopes up for what could be. And if it doesn't materialize, then you're just left with a sour taste in your mouth and we go back to a rebuilding phase. Uh, so I really think, I think the teams that are on the outside looking in playoff time are probably going to be Houston and Dallas with the other teams in really close contention. Mm. Now we say 10 and five, what we probably mean is 10 and three with 13 games left. Does it have to be that good? Maybe it's gonna have. It's gonna take. It's gonna take ten wins, I think, to get there. You think so? Even at the three seed? Absolutely. I think the the West is too good. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen what Austin is capable of. You know, LA is gonna start pouring it on as that team finds its form. Uh, Seattle, a absolute return to form for the the repeat the multiple champs. Uh, San Diego, not going away. They've looked great early in this season, and all Utah is missing is a couple of key p- pieces in a couple of key places, at a couple of key moments. And we're talking about a 3-0 and start here and not an 0-3 start. So you know this team's going to start firing and they're going to start getting it right. You know, just hope it's not too little too late when we look down the stretch at how many points uh, were left on the table for Utah. Home games and Policique, those are good things. Uh, Eastern Conference looks like this. Rugby ATL out in front with 11 points. Uh, let's say, let's see, they played three games. That would be fourth place in the West, just for reference right now. New England, nine, Rooney, nine, Toronto, four. So not everybody's, uh, you know, played three games, but NOLA off to kind of a slow start for them, especially considering they play a lot of games at home to start. Yeah, you know, you would expect a little bit more out of NOLA, and they've been in contention, much like the Utah Warriors, kind of a similar story for NOLA going on there. But with that home field advantage and dropping those two games, uh, you know, really tough for them to kind of build their way back out. Like you mentioned, you know, eight of the last 13 for the Utah Warriors at home. That's going to be a massive advantage and swing for this club. So a lot of what we saw last year kind of mirroring this year as far as the conferences where the real elite competition is across the board in the West. And I feel like it's a little tougher for those teams in the West. In the East, there's a little more parity between the teams, but the cream will rise. And so far, it looks like, again, this year, that cream is Rooney and Rugby ATL. Okay, let's look at the schedule for this week. No Utah Warriors. It's a bye week. Uh, coming home to play Dallas next week. Old Glory DC and Toronto. Who you got? 
Ah, look, I've been terrible at this this year. And I've, I poured, I poured all over this trying to make any sense or rhyme or reason. Uh, I'm just going to go on board here. Give me the home team in every game. The home team in every game. Okay. So you're going with the left side here. That's I just, that's I'm, I looked and I tried to find some other rhyme or reason. I watched every single game and the matchups. You've given and up I already. think in some of these games, playing at home, I think is going to be the advantage. So I'm saying take the home team in every game. Dude, okay, I'm going Toronto. Seattle and Austin in Seattle. That's a great game. I'll go Austin, so I'm going against you there. You're going Dallas over New York. That's a pretty wild pick. I'm going New York. Houston and San Diego, I'm going San Diego. So we're going uh, home versus road on those, but Guiltini is going to beat the Free Jacks. Sorry. It's going to happen. So I'm with him. Okay. Uh, Let's hit the wire. um, A lot of people – I believe this Dallas Jackals team is a really good rugby team. They played so good, Seth. You know, so they've played fantastic rugby. Don't take anything away from them being the new kids, all right? And obviously, we've got them coming up for the home opener. Don't be surprised if they shock the league against New York. Okay. Wait, At against home. L- yes, against New York. Yes, yes, thank you. Okay, uh, let's hit up the wire. This is new this week. This is not the TV show, although that TV show is excellent. We mentioned it already. Paula C.K. signed from Harlequins on loan, uh, you know, uh, with London Scottish. He'll join the team in the next couple of weeks, which is exciting. Warriors also signed Siafsi Nauer, a center slash winger from Lindenwood. He plays into the center group. Now there's some depth at this position with five guys there once Paul gets back. You know, he's a great signing, and, you know, there's been a lot of backline signings for the Utah Warriors through this season and really not a whole lot of movement in that forward pack. I think there's some absolute weapons there, but this team is built on the dominance of their forward play. So either the guys in this forward pack need to step up and create the platform for this back line to really exceed in XL, or we're going to have to see a slightly different style of play and a change in maybe some strategy to highlight these guys that we've got in the back line and get the ball into their hands more. I think Ciosi Nauer is an incredible talent, a really young kid, another guy that's going to benefit from playing in and around the next to Paul Lasique. Excited to see what he brings to the table with, again, already we're talking about, you know, Mika Cruze. We're talking about Logan Tonga. We're talking about James Vifale. We're talking about a healthy Joe Mano back again. Uh, you know, so many weapons on display, Caleb McInerney, wherever he ends up playing, whether it's a 10 or 15 or outside on the wing, you know, there's so many different guys that can contribute in any position. What I really got from the last two games, though, is Mikey Tao's got to be playing in the 15 jersey to make this offense and this back line go because he's mm. too good at playing into those attacking positions and putting the other guys in space. I know it's almost blasphemy to kind of say this, but Mikey Tao's not your traditional finisher of tries. But he create even though he scores a lot of tries, he creates so much space for the other guys around him that I think having him in a 15 jersey with all of these other new signings around him is going to be exciting. But it's going to take that forward pack dominance and resurgence to really get all of that firing. Hey, I'd like tries in any form. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, let's bring in Lance Williams to the program, our favorite former Hawaii linebacker uh, on the show today. Lance Williams. What's going on, man? Good to see you. I always love, we always love chatting with you. How you doing, man? What's up, JJ? What up, Banksy? Thanks, Let's brothers. Go, baby. Thanks, brothers. Okay, we've been, talking about, we've been talking about the season. Obviously, you guys have had some really nice moments. This is a good team. You guys are going to end up being a good team when all is said and done. But 
0-3 start. How's the team kind of taking this, and how do you get out of this situation? Uh, we just got to put our head down and start grinding. You know, that's that's the way of uh, how we play footy. You know, you can't always uh, – you got to control what you can control. And um, that, that's that's what, that's what that's how a team is built. You know, we see how the reaction goes on in the locker room and stuff and um, and other people's uh, reaction of, uh, of this 0-3 team. But it, it's, it's, it is what it is. We just got to um, grind – like. Uh, what Davies and all the what we discussed in our, in our um, you know uh, in our circle that we just got to put our head down and start grinding. You know, you see that we it's how how we react into this zero and three. So it, it will um, what kind of, to see what kind of team we are. So it, it is what it is. The culture is still good. The the vibes are still good. And and um, you know we just get taking it one step at a time. One step at a time. So we've seen some of the development of obviously the style of play and some of the change. You're one of the emotional leaders on the team. How was the reaction of the guys around you? Is it just, you know, short memory and on to the next and let's just get ready? Or, you know, is some of this now at 0-3 lingering and you guys are, you know, kind of feeling the bitterness of that? Because it stings going 0-3. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it stings. You know, it, uh, like uh, it leaves a bad taste in our mouth and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't always – you got you got to just let things go you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of kind of like life but it's it's everything is like you got to go with the punches you got to roll with the punches you know you got to you got to keep the positive vibes around the around the around the boys you know so it's it's not you can't you can't just say oh and three and then start assuming and you know putting negatives and everything like that that's the that's the one thing we trying to avoid we 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 want to avoid that we want to bring you know we want to bring positive vibes and and we, we still in, in in this locker room we still looking for for that little spark and, and and it's there and we see it and if you dig down if you look dig dig down in the film and just watch the films and the little things we just got to take care of and i i believe in this team that we will figure that out and believe in these coaches they like they say, they're they're also rolling with the punches as well too. So, it's 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 gonna be a grind. We just gotta put our head down and start grinding, and keep going. The good news is you probably played three of the top five or six teams in the league all on the road, yeah. um, and now you get a bye week. Now you get a home game. You get eight of the last thirteen at home. You get Paula CK. Yes, um, sir. Get the game line. Yeah, <laughs> get the game line. Let's what is go. Paul gonna add to this team, man? Oh yeah, like. Like like what he talked about uh, when you talked about earlier with Paul, um, our playing of style is physical and fast, and he has that he has that uh, that skills that you know, and putting him around that with people like Mikey Tail, Mika Cruze, Tyler Fisher, Kelvin Whiting, you know, all those guys that that that's that's physical and fast too as well. So he he kind of fits in our in our uh, style of play, and when that's all we need is just a little spark. If if this if we had to. You know, um, bring Paula Sique on. Let's let's bring him on. You know what I mean? So like, walk him home and, and let's get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. And let's and like I said, we, we he gonna I I believe that he he puts a big uh big impact in our in our uh, back line. So um yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. He's gonna be rolling with the punches with us. He's gonna put. I, I guarantee he put his head down and grind with us too. So I, I bet you he's with he's he's rolling the boat with us. So let's get it. So let me throw this at you then with Paul coming in. Yep. Bold strategy. We make Paul Lasique a forward and put him in that pack See? with you guys. Yeah. Where does Paul fit in if he's playing in the forward pack? Uh, let's see. If he, if he's really with that 250, like you guys was talking about, if he still has that 250, probably could put him in the hooker spot. But that was just a joke. That was just there a you joke. Go. <laughs> 
Hey, he can see this tape. You know, you know he can hear you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just all the jokes. We jokes, we jokes with him. We jokes him all, but no, no, he'll be. I, I, I bet he'll be a great, maybe a back rower, I guess, and and then a number eight. And give him the ball, bro. He, he's so he's so special with that in ball in hand. So it, it's like I said, the the envi- the environment here, the the expectation is here, is there, and the the, the energy, everything is everything is here. We just got to put. Take our time, put the puzzles together, and then we'll get this ball rolling. We're talking to Lance Williams, who thinks Paul Asike should be a front rower on Dub Nation. Uh, tell us about you. <laughs> uh, tell jokes us about Paul, your roommates, jokes. Caleb yep. McNee and Tree, aka Jamie Lane. Yes, sir. Yeah, these ah, these guys have been these guys have been great. You know the the one thing that I would really want as a roommate is like to be clean. You know what I mean? So everything needs to be clean. Like you got to clean up everything around the house, like clean up your own mess, you know, but like, uh, like you guys were saying, like I get confused too with their, with their little accents. Like, so it'd be like, Hey, you guys want something from this, from the store? Like, uh, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. I was like, like, is that a yes or a no? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys want? But, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're great. They're, um, they're always they're positive vibes, man. These guys are so. These guys welcome me home. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like I never left home. So everything is the culture wise is here. They're so excited to be around. So let's talk about looking forward to this home opener. Then, uh, as yeah. you guys get ready, and what can fans be ready for at Zion's Bank Stadium on the fifth for the Dallas Jackals? What are you looking forward to most in that matchup and to getting ready for? Nah, just the excitement. It's the same as last year, like you said, Banksy. Um, we we we're, we're just excited to be on that that big wide Zion's uh, banks uh, bank stadium with that wide pitch that we can you know throw the ball around hit people around and you know show off our skills that we really have that we'll, we'll figure it out on the road so um, we 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 just uh, we trust in our game plan um, we we have ex- exciting coaches like Coach Robbie Davies Pitt like these guys have so many ideas you know in, in their minds and they're so great rugby IQ so. We're we're excited to use those um, use those skills and use those ideas of these coaches and and just expose them on on this wide pitch at Zion's Bank Stadium. You see a lot of exciting hits, a lot of energy, a lot of pumps up, a lot of chi hooing. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice. I promise you that. The more chi hooing, the better. Yes, sir. Uh, well, yes, give sir. us give us a look at the lettuce. Let that flip that hat off. Your hair know, keeps bro, getting better and better. Long, give the bro. people what they want. You know what Show it's them the lettuce right there. It's ugly right now, but it's all good. It's bro, it looks like it looks like you ordered Jason Momoa on Wish.com. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's what I'm saying. Everybody's saying, everybody, bro, telling me, Banks, everybody said, how come you didn't say the rock? I was like, Man, nobody want to be like I know everybody want to be a rock, but man, my, Jason Momoa is very underrated, bro. Like I'm saying, he's a great actor, bro. So it's because like, you're asking hey, the guys want to be the rock, the ladies want to be with Jason Momoa. Ah, that's Dude, what it is. Caleb McEnany looks just like Heath Ledger. You see it, I yeah, bro. I didn't realize it until that video. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the oh hair, bro. God. It has to be the hair, bro. Got to be the hair. It's crazy, right? The yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. Exactly. A Knight's Tale. Yeah, I love it. Lance, yes, thanks for the time, man. We'll uh, yeah. we'll check you out next week at Zion's Bank Stadium, man. Enjoy the Bible. Man, thank you guys, man. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. This uh, Dub Nation stuff is very awesome. I'm really excited. I always love watching you guys on the on this show. So uh, keep it up. Thanks, Banksy. Can you say, Jay? Aloha, Aloha, Bada. Yes, sir. Banksy, I knew we had someone watching. That's very exciting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's wrap up the show by telling you, Junior Warriors is, is still up and going and getting started. It's going to be awesome. Ashley Burge is running this thing now. 
Ashley is amazing seeing her in her element, teaching the game of rugby and the skill sets that kids need to move forward. I'm going to get my kids involved in this. My kids are 12 and eight. The age range starts from six years old all the way up to 12 for this Junior Warriors program. And it closes on March 11th. So make sure you get your kids involved. It's co-ed touch rugby. It's only $50. Go to junior.warriorsrugby.com. That's jr.warriorsrugby.com. I thought those were all your kids. That's my bad. I, th- I thought that's who those were this whole time. My bad. Okay, that'll do it for us. Uh, no game this week. We'll be back next week with Dub Nation. Preview the home opener with Dallas. The Jackals coming to town. Get your tickets, as mentioned. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media. Great show today. Thanks to everybody involved. Lance Williams and Paula Sique, Mason Benson, Billy the producer, and Banksy. I'm Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors! <laughs>